often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 491. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. And there's snow on the ground outside, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I know we get less and less days of winter here, at least, since, you know, the world is getting warmer and such. But man, man, I fucking hate winter. I hate dealing with snow. Having a Mini Cooper doesn't help things. It does not like driving in the snow whatsoever. And it appears, unfortunately, that uh, they don't really plow my street. That uh, my homeowners association, I guess, really not really on the ball. Not really on the ball when it comes to getting somebody to uh, plow our street, unfortunately. So, I mean, it wasn't an insane amount of snow. I don't know, it was maybe five inches. I don't even think there was probably that much accumulation. But I was able to shovel out my driveway and part of the street to where I could get my car out. And then, of course, the main roads were fine. Main roads were fine. Just getting out of the street was a little little dodgy. A little dodgy. But uh, I survived. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably already heard that uh, Bob Saget died almost a week ago now. It was like a, was it last Sunday or Monday? One of the two. Uh, somewhere around there, but, uh, holy shit, if you only knew Bob Saget from Full House or America's Funniest Videos, but, you know, you've got to be a bit older for that one now. Uh, Full House, I mean, uh, he was on Fuller House, so that was fairly recent at least, but shit, man, his comedy was where it was at, and, uh, man, that was, uh, man, it sucks not having the sags anymore. There was, uh, he was a funny one, man. If you listen to his stand-up, that's good stuff. And uh, he was really great on morning talk show or morning radio, uh, like uh, which is all stand-up comedians usually have to do that. Their run of uh, anytime they go to a different city, they got to go do the morning talk shows, and uh, you know get people in to see the shows that they're doing. Uh, I guess the bigger ones probably don't have to do it quite as much. But, uh, you know, uh, Bob Saget was uh, quite the pro at doing morning radio as he did uh, the Rizzuto show, I guess, about five months ago. Shelly had sent me a link to uh, – they had a video of uh, of him in the studio. It's about a half-an-hour video or so. And he's uh, – the guy is all pro. Uh, goes in, and he's just super fast and super dirty, which is funny because – a lot of the majority, I guess, of people probably are used to his wholesome image of him as Danny Tanner on Full House. And uh, he was a dirty guy. Dirty guy. Apparently the super nice guy, but very dirty. And, man, the quick wit, like when he was on those morning uh, shows, radio shows, I mean, he's just firing nonstop. You listen to a stand-up, great, great shit. There's, uh, there's a lot of good videos of him up on YouTube I've been uh, I've been going through uh, several of them. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of his stand-up, uh, but uh, there is, uh, of course, he was on Hot Ones in 2017, I guess. That was a pretty good Hot Ones. And, uh, you know, I mean, you get a good feel. I mean, I never met Bob in real life, but I imagine it's kind of like a feeling I, you would get if you talked to him in person. The, I, I would assume from all the uh, people I've listened to talk to him about him, especially in the last few days, I mean, so many comedians uh, knew him well. Uh, just And unfortunately, uh, uh, Norm MacDonald, who passed away last year, uh, which uh, I talked about, uh, you know, whenever the hell that was. It seems like it was just yesterday, but I think it was a while ago now. It was sometime last year. And uh, <coughs> he was uh, good friends with Norm MacDonald. And actually, Bob Saget directed Dirty Work, the uh, Norm MacDonald movie. Uh, that had uh, Artie Lang and Chevy Chase in there. And it was Chris Farley's last movie, I believe. And uh, the movie didn't do so hot in the theaters, but it was I believe it's kind of a cult classic. I mean, I like the movie a lot. Uh, it's uh, a... <laughs> 
you know, classic comedy in my books. Uh, but uh, the, before Norman passed, they were talking about doing a Dirty Work sequel, and it's you know it's a damn shame that we never got a sequel on that. But uh, I did find this good this clip. I'll go ahead and play this clip of uh, Bob's stand up here uh, where he talks about Rodney Dangerfield, uh, son, comedy dynamics. I guess uh, YouTube channel, and uh, you're real. And it helps if you pot the sound up, Josh. Let's uh, pretend like we've done this before. <laughs> All right, now it'll probably work better when I hit play. But you do stand up, and it's a really nice thing to do because you get to make people laugh. And and we really need to laugh right now because there's so much crazy shit going on. And and when even even at that time when I was starting out, I knew that there was like a light at the end of the tunnel, and I got to meet a lot of comedians. I became friends with Rodney Dangerfield, who was someone that helped my career. <laughs> And so you know him because he's funny as shit. And, and um, when I met him, he had just come out of a spa and uh, he was trying to clean up a little bit because he had some, some habits. So he was proud of them. He loved pot. He said, I'm telling everybody about pot, man. I'm going to smoke it the rest of my life. And I was actually in a hospital room with him the night before he had a surgical procedure and he was smoking pot. And I said, Rod, you got to stop. It's kind of dangerous right now. He said, what are you talking about, man? I don't care. I said, no, there's an oxygen tank next to you, Rodney. We're all going to die. <laughs> So Rodney, when I first meet him, I'm in a comedy club in San Diego, and he comes in, I don't know him, and he goes, man, I don't know how I'm doing it. I'm supposed to be in a spa, and I'm doing no coke, no booze, no pot, no pills. And I'm like, this guy's fascinating. <laughs> and then he said, I've seen you on TV, man. You're funny, man. You got a Jew head. You know what that means? You're fucked. You're fucked. You can't stop thinking. You're doing jokes all day long. You're fucked. And I'm like, I got a new friend. <laughs> Gets me. And so I knew him my whole career, and... Uh, I actually officiated his funeral, and I had a pretty good set. <laughs> and he had two beautiful kids, still does, and, uh, and his, uh, his widow gave me a lovely gift, and this is a true story. Um, she gave me a box that said RD on it, and I open it up, and there's a pot pipe in there, and that's his pot pipe. <laughs> and then I look further into this little box. This is a true story, you're not gonna believe it. There's a bottle of Viagra, and it says Rodney Dangerfield Viagra. That's a $2 million eBay item right there. And there was one pill in it that was 10 years old. People, don't take a 10-year-old Viagra. I'm telling you right now. Has anybody ever taken Viagra here? Someone said yes on television. Most people would never say a word because if they're with someone that they have sex with and they go, yes, I take Viagra, they go, what the fuck? those were real erections. No, honey, I use, I, I use a pipe cleaner and duct tape to make it a dog leg left. <laughs> sir, you have taken Viagra? Where are you? Raise your hand, sir. Raise your penis. Um, and, and what is your name, sir? What is your name? Jack? That makes sense. Uh, and why? Jack, um, what was the occasion for the Viagra? Was it a special occasion? Was it a birthday? You can't last. This is amazing. We're on television. This is fucking awesome. Jack, you're sitting here like a jury in the OJ trial right now. You're telling a room full of people that you just can't last. That's just, and, and you got a little Jake Gyllenhaal in you? You got it going. Is that how you say his name, Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal, is it Gyllenhaal? Don't matter, he can't get a heart on. Who gives a fuck what Jake's name is? You're a good looking guy, you can't last. You take him right though, you take him orally. Don't put them in the pee hole because I call it a pee hole by the way, it's gonna be in my TED talk. I know it's called a urethra, but she's my favorite singer and she's retiring. So, well here's a story that happened to me. I had never taken a Viagra before. And so I had a bottle that said Rodney Dangerfield Viagra with a 10 year old pill in it. And I was in between relationships and I was in a bar. This happened about eight years ago, I guess. And this girl says to me, come on, let's go to your house. Let's hang. And that's what, you know, a millennial says to an older man. Uh, <laughs> let's hang. All he does is hang. He can't get it up. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I feel so bad for you right now. I feel worse for your wiener his wiener, <laughs> TED talk. So, so I don't know what to do. We're in, the, we're in the den, we're hanging out, 
And I, I needed to do something because little Bob wasn't feeling it. He looked at me like, like Shemp Howard from the Three Stooges. He was just going, me, 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 me. He was making noise. You don't need to know the reference or nothing. Just know that's the sound my dick made. So I run upstairs and I open a drawer and I find the Rodney Dangerfield 10-year-old Viagra. And like a moron, I took it. Don't do shit like that. I go downstairs, an hour goes by. I don't get an erection, but my eyes started to bulge out of my head. And I started to talk like, I got no dick, no dick at all. I'm gonna put a bag over my dick in case your bag breaks. So nothing happened. And, uh, but I, I, then I, years went by, and now that I'm 60, I went, you know, I should have a supply, I think. I mean, you're supposed to, like, when you're older, if you want to perform, and I love performing. Um, <laughs> so I go to get a prescription of Viagra filled. This is a totally true story. It happened in my neighborhood, so you know it's the truth. And I go into the drugstore, and that's all I went in there to pick up, but then I see a little bottle of travel hairspray, and I bought that because I like to look nice for the people. And I put the, put, for the people. So I, I put the travel hairspray right on the pharmacy counter, and then I said, I'd like my prescription, please. And she puts the, the, the Viagra on the counter. And then she, she was cool about it. She didn't yell it out like you see in comedy movies that rip off Woody Allen. And she said to me, uh, okay, with the copay, your prescription is $1,200. $1,200 for Viagra. And I went, no. I had righteous indignation. No, no. I'm just going to use the hairspray. Thank you very much. I didn't realize that came out weird or what she thought, but she's like staring at me, creeped the fuck out. She's thinking that what I'm saying is that instead of Viagra, I'm just gonna take travel hairspray and just do it up. Just, just freaking get that thing all, just gleam the cube. Just shellac that fucker. Just get a lathe. Get a Build-A-Bear hat, put it on the end of it for Lent. And so I, I, I didn't get it. And I just, uh, and now I met somebody that I don't want to talk about because I would never talk about my problems like you in public. <laughs> uh, there, that's one of the best clips I could find. I like that one. I'm talking about the hairspray on the dick. And I feel like you get a kind of an idea if you were unfamiliar with his stand-up, uh, kind of a feel how he was. Like, man, he was... Always talking about dicks. A lot of dicks. A lot of... <laughs> a lot of good stuff. A lot of non-Danny Tanner-esque things. There's another good YouTube clip, which I don't think playing it on here is going to make a, a whole lot of sense. You really got to watch it. You need uh, you need the video for it. But uh, there's John Stamos and, uh, and of course, Bob Saget in, in bed together. And it's uh, for college humor. They're putting together uh, tips for cuddling. It's like John Stamos. If you put John Stamos cuddling, something like that, into YouTube, search it, you'll find it. And, uh, of course, he's telling you how to properly cuddle. And uh, and, uh, who he's cuddling with, of course, is Bob Saget. And he's running his hand. Like, Bob Saget puts uh, his head on John Stamos' chest, and he's running. Stamos is running uh, his fingers through Bob Saget's raven hair. (laughs) And it's pretty great. They're getting very touchy-feely. I mean, there's there's two guys that clearly loved each other. Loved each other very much. I'd love to be the meat in that man's sandwich. <laughs> uh, Stamos still doesn't look like he's aged. That guy is fucking eternal. He must be, like, sacrificing children every day. Uh, fun fact, they were both really good friends with uh, Don Rickles as well. Was, uh, apparently they used to have dinner with him all the time and there is a clip I want to say it was on Kimmel yeah I believe it was on Kimmel and because uh, Kimmel did a tribute to him where uh, Kimmel was very I guess close to Bob he uh, he had a rough time just you know talking about him but uh, if you go and watch them talk about Rickles it's it's pretty good where uh, Stamos and Saget were on like right after Rickles had passed and it's it pretty good and uh, man, my voice is still a little, a little off. I've got been da- uh, dealing with a fucking cold. I don't think I mentioned this yet, but I've been dealing with a cold for like a week now. 
I actually skipped my run today. I feel bad. I've skipped a run twice now in this training program, but I skipped it because I just didn't feel so hot. And there was a bunch of snow on the ground. I was like, well, fuck. I guess I'll just wait until the morning to kick out an obscenely long run. But this cold is... It, it swear it's not Rona. It's not Rona. It's uh, it's a fucking cold. It just won't go away. As there's a, but I've been rocking like a vaporizer, going back to like what I used to do as a child. As uh, when I was a child, I used to get colds fucking nonstop. Keep a, uh, my mom had a vaporizer, and I kept it in my room pretty much all the time because I always had a fucking cold. <laughs> and uh, the vaporizer made shit feel better. Been rocking the vaporizer. I've been taking Benadryl like it's fucking candy, popping them like they're Tic Tacs. I need a little Pez dispenser, <laughs> a fucking Benadryl. That'd be nice. I don't know what I'd have as the Pez dispenser. What would be good for Benadryl? I don't know. It'd be like, uh, just thinking like maybe some kind of like clown from the Killer Clowns of Outer Space or something. It should be something demonic-esque looking. Maybe something from Resident Evil 8 Village because I've been playing that a lot. Maybe have uh, Madame... Uh, Demetra Sow, wherever the fuck you say her name. D something. Lady D. We'll call her that. Lady D. <laughs> the thick vampire lady. And she's massively tall, by the way. Massively tall. Apparently a lot of guys on the internet like to uh, stroke it to the Lady D. She's become quite the uh, sex appeal. As uh, Apparently uh, these fellas don't need the travel hairspray. When they're uh, trying to get it up for Lady D, it's just just not a thing. Don't don't need it. Don't need it. That that sh- you just save for the uh, when you're traveling on the one night stands. You just get the travel hairspray out and <laughs> shellac it, shellac it all over your schlong. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun game though. Uh, I dr- just wish I had a working controller. Like I've been rocking the. I got that uh, Resident Evil Eight for uh, Christmas over at Jackman's and uh, when we were doing the uh, gambling over there the fake gambling uh, but I, unfortunately I've got like three or four fuck I probably got shit four or five PS4 controllers all of them have stick drift going on so it fucking moves when you're not touching the goddamn joystick it's fucking annoying it makes it a little difficult to play these games and I'm almost tempted to whip out my fucking credit card because I have no money so I'm go put that on credit just go to Walmart. But the last few times I bought a PS4 controller, like, the same thing happened within, like, fuck, uh, maybe a month of owning the damn thing. So I guess I just have to make do. I just won't be ace on, uh, I won't be going to the hardest difficulty on Resident Evil 8 and uh, doing that stuff, going knife only. That would be cool. It'd be fun. I'd like to do it. Maybe I could, uh, Get it on PC, and then just use the uh, keyboard and mouse. Mouse it up, fucker. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil 8, that's not bad, not bad. It's, uh, if you haven't played it, which I realize has been out for, what, over a year now. Uh, it's, it's a lot like 4, but with a little darker than 4. I'd say because you got a merchant where you can upgrade your guns and such, uh, you can... Also, there's like recipes that you can kill birds and and uh, chickens, fish, and then use those to help raise your overall health by uh, having certain amounts of them to create a recipe from the extremely overweight merchant named Duke that uh, he really needs to get a bigger shirt. His belly is really sticking out, man. Or just you know, do a little bit, do a little cardio, a little bit. Maybe your shirt will fit a little bit better. But I'll, every time I go to see Duke, I just can't help but stare and, like, look at the shirt, dude. Like, get just a little bit more of a shirt. Is it that? I mean, they are in a fucked up village. I don't know that there's a... <laughs> and there's lichens all around. I don't know if there's a whole lot of um, people making uh, clothing around. There's a... <laughs> there's not, like, a gap where... Uh, or something you can just go pick up clothes. It it the game does have a vibe that where it's you know from hundreds of years ago, but it it takes place in present day. It's just in this backwoods place where there's v- apparently vampires and lichens. 
good game though. Good game. Fun stuff. Fun, fun stuff. As uh, I'm trying to get my nose to not run as I, I don't want to like be, <laughs> you know, like snorting back. <laughs> Snot this whole time. I thought about just keeping the vaporizer by me and having that run the whole time, but that could get the noise from that could get a little annoying. Although I find it relaxing when I'm trying to sleep. And then just that that mist of agua hitting me all over. There's a, a warmth to it. Although I keep the water cool. I keep it cool. Nice and cool. Mm. I do have... Uh, I did run out of the uh, Rob Your Neighbor gift I had gotten for Christmas. The uh, Aviation Gin. Uh, which up until Christmas time, I hadn't really been doing a whole lot of drinking at all. Like any drinking, not that I'm like knocking them back (laughs) left and right now, but I had, since I had a fifth of gin, I was like, well, fuck, I got to get like some gin and tonics. Well, I ran out of that and I was like, man, but, uh, I was thinking when I had that, I was like, you know, I really prefer Bombay Sapphire, but I hadn't had in years. So I was like, I kind of feel like maybe I should, Get a bottle and just uh, see how, uh, <laughs> if my memory serves me correctly. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a huge gin fan, but I like, I do enjoy a good gin and tonic or a gin and squirt. And uh, I uh, had some Schnooks rewards points because I've been rocking the Schnooks rewards now for a while. And I've got like, I don't know, 26 or $28 worth of rewards. So I was like, that's. Conveniently enough to get a bottle of a fifth uh, of Bombay Sapphire, and so I did. But unfortunately, you can't use the rewards points in the uh, you checkout, the uh, self checkout deal. (laughs) I learned that while trying to cash in the points, I got to go through the regular checkout. So I ended up having to put that on the credit card. (laughs) So that's fun. So I guess uh, I'll have to save those points for another day. But I have a bottle of Bound by Sapphire that I have yet to uh, enjoy because I'm trying to knock this cold out. And But I'm really, I think I might just try some of it tonight. I always thought, though, the bottle, though I enjoy some Bombay Sapphire, I always thought that the bottle looked like the jar that they keep combs in at uh hair uh, stylist places you know when you go get your hair cut you got the uh, the jar or cup of I'm guessing disinfectant whatever it is it's blue <laughs> that they put you know the liquid that they put the the combs in or I I think it looks more like that blue and not like the blue of say the the toilet bowl cleaner whereas that that's a bit more darker blue like stuff you'd have or the stuff in toilets and uh Johnny on the spot. So, if you're in Ireland, it'd be a portaloo, but uh, not that dark of a blue, but a lighter blue, you know, like the like the cups with the the combs. And uh, but thankfully, though, I guess the uh, Bombay Sapphire. It's just that uh, it's the bottles tinted that way, and not the actual gin. So, I'm guessing they don't use gin to disinfect the combs. At most places. Although it wouldn't surprise me if there was a few places that did, you know. Why not? Well, that seems like a wasted gin. I'm thinking this <laughs> the sanitizer, disinfectant, whatever. Uh, probably cheaper. Probably. I would hope. And why would you want to waste gin? Although maybe that you disinfect a few combs and it adds a little flavor to it. I don't know. You drink it afterwards, throw in a little tonic, and it's it's good to go. I, you know... I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, <laughs> I pro- I'm probably not the first person to think of that. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Now, well, now I got to Google it. Now I <laughs> let's see. Uh, I'm gonna look up comb disinfectant. Let's see what we have. Comb disinfectant in jars. Let's see here. Oh, it's ooh. They have the. There's quite a few different ones. Barbicide. <laughs> Barbicide sounds like some horrible. It's, it's some horrible way to kill yourself. It's like matricide or something. Barbicide. 
I killed myself by getting my hair cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, barbicide. I love that name. I want to get. I want to get one of these cups now. The barbicide cup. That's a cool, cool thing. I wonder if that stuff's like sticky, like when you pull it out and like grab it afterwards. I would imagine you gotta like dry it off and stuff. Uh, <laughs> comb disinfectant. Let's see, gin. Let's try try gin in there too. <laughs> comb disinfectant gin. <laughs> Uh, can't and there's one that asks, can alcohol disinfect combs? It says, uh, wash combs and brushes with soap and water. Use a clean paper towel to dry combs and brushes. Disinfect with the 70% rubbing alcohol plus watery mix using a spray bottle or by immersing them. Let air dry. So I'm guessing rubbing alcohols, well, that is a bit more harsh than, say, Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> when, I cite, when I put the... Gin at the end of that though, I had bottles of gin showed up, and then uh, Bombay Sapphire is one of them. Not the first one. There's other ones that have gen gents gin. Oh, it's aftershave, but it's it's got that blue look to it. There's all kinds of barbicide. Man, oh, I'm gonna have to. Gonna have to hit that chin hard, I think, after this. You know, I don't think I've ever tried Tangare. I realize that I believe that's more expensive generally than uh, Bombay Sapphire. But I have, don't think. I mean, I might have at one point. I've done a lot of drinking in my time, but most of my drinking has been, you know, I stick to TLC's advice and stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. So I often go with classics. You know, for me, for a long time, uh, you know, I'll get a certain drink and then I'll I'll keep going with that drink. Lately, these days, it's usually like a. I mean, Angry Orchard's been high on the list lately. Uh, if I'm getting beer, it's Guinness. Back in the day, the captain and I went on many many of voyages. I used to always put my right leg up on tables and, uh, you know, do a little captain pose. Often because we were always doing journeys together, always setting sail, and so because it was the captain and Coke, uh, back when I would drink soda. Uh, but although I do have squirt in the fridge right now, so I'm gonna be drinking some soda, but only with the alcohol and not a lot of it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't drink soda on a daily basis anymore. That's for sure. But it's special occasion, you know, the gin counteracts. The soda. But again, as I was getting to, it's just uh, my... Cl- I think originally when I started drinking, like, uh, Smirnoff Ice was, uh, was like, my go-to. Because, like, I didn't like... Well, it was before I really tried much in the way of hard alcohol. And uh, there was... I did not like beer at all when I first started drinking. And... Uh, th- I guess Smirnoff Ice is still around. I was quite quite curious. I was like, is that still a thing? I wonder if I would even like it if I had it now. I used to drink that shit all the fucking time. Like, uh, before I... Well, that was really before I turned 21. It was like when I first started drinking. Like, uh... I guess when I turned 21. But then it didn't take too long before I started making my way over to uh, Black Label Southern Comfort. The 100 Proof. Now that's quite the jump if you're uh, if you've never taken that jump, but going from Smirnoff Ice to Black Label SoCo, and uh, man, I I love that stuff. I would usually mix it with like Dr Pepper, but a lot of times, you know, hell, I just drink it straight, and uh, I'd get gooey butter cake in me beforehand. I get some gooey butter cake, man. I'd fucking eat a ton of that beforehand. Side note, man, you ever. Uh, go to Schnucks, get yourself some gooey butter cake cookies. Those are fucking good. They have red velvet now. The pumpkin ones they have around Thanksgiving, which are, they do not have any more. Though strangely, they've still had some pumpkin pie floating around. But the gooey butter cake cookies, good stuff. But it was like I went from the Black Label SoCo after like that's a just a huge jump, man. 
that's like going from Little League Baseball all the way to the majors, man. If you're going, like, full on, <laughs> uh, like, that's... I feel like I probably had a couple of different things in between there, but really it just seemed like I went smearing off ice to Black Label SoCo. <laughs> and I did the Black Label SoCo for a long time. It was only a few years. Uh, but then it was like Captain and Cokes forever. That was my drink of choice. And then I would combo it up with uh, Jaeger Bombs. Jaeger Bombs, Captain and Cokes, and then whatever shots people were willing to get. <laughs> We'd get uh, rumple mints thrown in there sometimes, a little rumple mints with Jaeger. Uh, they called that one liquid Coke. And then uh, I used to do, also do one, uh, the first place I had it, they, they called it the drop-off. It was uh, half and half Baileys and Jaeger, and then a splash of good old 151. Uh, and wow, two of those, and you're good for the night. You're good. That is a that is a kick to the the face. <laughs> I you don't need a bo- bottle of uh, travel hairspray to keep it up that night. You're good. You're good. You're on your way. Uh, it's gonna be a fun night. You're you're gonna be uh, waking up inside a gutter uh, at some point, and uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be two days later, and then you're gonna have to uh, post some bail for a friend. It's it's just you know. Thankfully, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Although, thinking about it, like, man, those did taste really good. Because mainly you just taste the Baileys. They hint to the Jaeger. And then just the, the 151s there is just to add that extra little punch to the face. It's just a, you know, just a gut punch or whatever. It's a, a little wake-up call. That's uh <laughs> Whoa, my mic is cutting out on me. I don't know what the, hopefully it's. I guess I just breathed too hard in it. Uh, that was what that pop was. Uh, oh, uh-oh. Man, I'm afraid this thing is completely cutting out. I'm afraid to touch the damn thing. Good thing I have extra mics. Oh, I guess I'll have to get another one of my mics in here, or just maybe it's the cord. I'm not really sure, but I should probably stop touching the damn thing. As, uh, that was weird. That was weird, wild stuff. Weird and wild. Uh... <laughs> and it, what else I've been up to? Uh, think about it. I did, of course, watch the latest uh, book of Boba Fett, and uh, I uh, I don't know. There was parts of the episode I really enjoyed, and parts that I just really, really didn't care for. Uh, I did love the fact that Danny Trejo was in it. He's the uh, guy that brings in the. Uh, Rancor, the baby Rancor, and he's the handler, I guess you'd call him. And uh, I love me some Danny Trejo. Of course, it was an episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, and you know he, him and uh, Trejo are uh, uh, good, uh, good friends. I would assume they've worked together a lot. He really put uh, Danny Trejo on the map. As uh, he had roles, I think, before Desperado, but. Uh, Danny Trejo's part in Desperado really put him on the map as far as, uh, I mean, it's the first role I, I was aware of him in. And uh, he, he had his uh, tattoo front and center and everything, and he was, uh, I think he was throwing the knives in that one. And that character would basically go on to become Machete, which uh, is fucking, fucking great, man. I hope they finally put out the machete kills again. I don't know whatever happened with that. Needs to happen. And uh <laughs> anyway, Book of Boba Fett. So I liked I liked the Trejo in there. I mean anytime you can put Trejo in anything, whether it be a Schnickers commercial and I don't know I said Schnickers like I guess I've been doing Duolingo too much. Got the German thing going on. Schnickers. Yeah, the Schnickers. You put them in the Schnickers commercial. Uh, (laughs) That's good. You put them in Snickers. Or if you could somehow resurrect the Golden Girls. Uh, Too soon to make kind of a joke on that. That's a little harsh. Betty White was awesome. Uh, But uh, if you had like a, a reboot, as it were, of Golden Girls, throw Danny Trejo in there. You know, he doesn't have to be one of the girls, although it might be kind of interesting. Maybe all the girls, if he just had wigs on. 
Uh, they were all just Danny Trejo. Or you could just, ooh, you could do a whole, fuck, do like a deep fake where it's just Danny Trejo's face and have him talking, doing all the lines of all the Golden Girls. Man, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Leave Tarantino in it because he's in like an episode or two. It was a, a uh, Elvis impersonator. But, man, <laughs> seeing Danny Trejo be an old lady, there's something great to that. Something great to it. But I feel like any anything deserves like Danny Trejo. That's that's good. That's uh like Shelley used to say like any movie would be better with a lesbian love scene. Doesn't matter what genre or anything. A lesbian love scene makes it better. Well, I think that's also true with Danny Trejo. It just makes it better. I mean, when he was in the Halloween reboot that Rob Zombie did, the first one, not the second one, that was a piece of shit. That first one, Trejo was good in that. He was good. He was like the one friend of Michael Myers. And uh, of course he was. He's fucking Danny Trejo. The guy's really been to prison in real life. He was in there for a long time. Was almost in there for life. He made a few mistakes that would have, could have sent him in there for life. And uh, But he imagined he uh, thankfully got out and became fucking machete. Love me some machete. But... Uh, Again, I digress. Book of Boba Fett. So I love that. I love me some Trejo. And uh, they, the part what I really took me out of it was the street gang that uh, is in Tatooine, which is the desert planet, of course, where Luke Skywalker originated. And Anakin Skywalker? Skywalker? (laughs) Ugh, my mouth is dry. It's this cold thing. It's fucking with me. Um... But, uh, yeah, Tatooine, they got the street gang there, and they're driving these scooters that are very bright colors, and uh, they got the uh, cybernetics and stuff. They don't look Star Wars at all to me, especially for Tatooine. I just wasn't buying that this street gang would be on Tatooine. Maybe, you know, like I I was just another YouTuber or a YouTuber, and... uh, Talking about, you know, that, uh, I believe it was Star Wars Theory. He was saying, you know, that that looks like it could should be, like, on Coruscant. You know, like that, okay, I can maybe let that slide, but, yeah, it really looks out of place on Tatooine. And I feel like maybe they should have kept the uh, Tusken Raiders and not kept the street kids. They basically took spy kids and put them on bikes and uh, put them, injected them into Boba Fett's crime empire and like somehow these these spy kids cyber spy kids took down Black Rasantan the uh, Wookiee uh, bounty hunter there uh, rather easily as he was beating the shit out of uh, Boba and then uh, but there was I mean there was good stuff I'm, I'm excited to see the Rancor like fuck some shit up I want to see Boba Fett get bad He's been too nice. I want to see a bad motherfucker. I want him to have... I want to give him my wallet that says bad motherfucker on it. I want to see him annihilate some Jawas for fucking stealing his armor, you know? Or uh, destroying whoever. Let's see him put some crime boss fear into some people. As uh, I want there to be reasons for uh, Vader to say no disintegrations to look over there and tell them no disintegrations. I feel like they, uh, they haven't had that, you know, he has not been ruthless at all. I, I have, it has the feel that he's just a nice guy, nice guy. And, uh, I don't know, but uh, I get, I get that the whole experience he had with the Tusken Raiders saving him. It seems like that, turned a new leaf for him. But after they've been annihilated, let's hopefully get some rage in him. Goes all fucking Anakin, like when he just <laughs> killed all the Tusken Raiders. Let's hope Bubba does that and just kills off everybody in the Pike Syndicate. Just annihilates them all. Just fucking goes through. Flamethrower, shooting them missiles off. Just annihilates them. I don't want to see him take two steps and then have to go into a back-to-tank. 
But it is good. I mean, I like some Star Wars. We got other plenty of good Star Wars coming out. So this wasn't the one that I was really excited for. I just hope the Obi Wan series is fucking top notch. I'm not sure who the showrunner is on that. I, I, uh, that could. Uh, I was excited for this one having Robert Rodriguez run run a lot of the stuff, but uh, uh, it's been kind of hit and miss. Some of the episodes, I, I, you know, again, even with this episode, I mean, you know, I like parts of it, but. I don't know. There's only a couple episodes left, like what, four episodes left, and I don't think any of them are obscenely long, so I don't think we're going to get a whole lot more. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'm looking up here. Some Obi-Wan stuff here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I spelled showrunner wrong. <laughs> Oh, is it Deborah Chow? That could that could be promising. She had some good uh, episodes she directed on uh, on the uh, Mando. Let's see here. Oh, there's two showrunners. Okay, the one I'm not familiar with. Not familiar. Um, do do do. No, don't play stuff. You want man. Websites and they're immediately playing shit. This annoys me every time I go to work. And I uh, try to just click on stuff. Like I have the IGN app on my phone. I try to look up game news. That sort of stuff. And all of a sudden a fucking video. I have my shit on silent. But yet a video starts playing. Starts fucking at full volume. When I open the damn thing. It's very annoying. Very annoying. Um, But. uh, Yeah. Obi-Wan. It is exciting to have uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen going at it again. But damn it, I'm trying to look for stuff on the stuff. Uh, I don't care about the development. Um, Yeah, it says... There's just way too much to read here. I don't know if it's like concrete, but Amini, I'm not sure who Amini is, and Deborah Chow are announced on StarWars.com as showrunners. Um, Deborah Chow, I don't remember which episodes of Mandalorian she did, but I know she did some good ones. It was, uh... I think Rodriguez... Shit, I don't remember. I think Rodriguez did just an episode or two of in the second season of uh, Mando. But uh, anyway, yeah. She... Uh, damn it. I just want a list of the episodes she did, and they're not... Uh, oh, yeah, that doesn't help me. <laughs> oh, she acted in an episode, too. She played the in uh, Chapter 6, The Prisoner. Um, so that would have been first season, I guess. Yeah, that didn't tell me shit. But uh, she directed Chapter 3, The Sin, and Chapter 7, The Reckoning. And that doesn't... Uh... Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember without looking. Uh, Anyway, man, my mic is... I'm going to have to, as soon as I stop recording here, I'm going to have to figure out the mic issue. There's a little bit of pops, some weird shit going on. And uh, I can't have that. Can't have that. And hopefully my board is good because I do not have a backup board. I think the board's fine. Pretty sure it's just my microphone. Most likely it's a cable. That's usually what happens. As I bet if I probably touch this cord, I can't help it. I'm going to feel like I have to like touch the cord, pull on it, ink on it. Nope, nothing's happening with that. I don't know. Maybe I blew too much into it. I got too much of my my fluids in it. The cold is infecting my microphone. It is <laughs> eating its insides out. It's going all, I don't know, War of the Worlds. There's some weird shit going on. I'm passing my virus onto it like I would an alien, taking them out. Maybe that's what really is going on with the uh, coronavirus is that uh, we know that there's an impending alien invasion 
and uh, we were trying to create a virus that would kill off the aliens. That's really why it's been released, is uh, was to fight off the aliens that are possibly already here. You know, I mean, there's plenty of people that believe the the lizard people shit. The uh, that have watched too many movies from sci-fi films from the 70s and 80s. There was a few of them that had that. Which I, my favorite was V. That shit was good. There was what they live with the Rowdy Rowdy Piper. They were like lizard people underneath. Or they were they had they were aliens underneath. I don't know those lizard people, but V was definitely lizard people. They were lizard people, and uh, I remember them uh, eating mice a lot. That was a thing in the movie. They had the. Uh, TV miniseries, and there was like a TV movie, I believe, too. And uh, watching clips of it now, it's like, ooh, this is maybe doesn't look so hot. But at the time, man, at the time, it was great. And I remember that was an early, like, baiting material for me because there was a, a woman in there. She was an alien, and she was, like, uh, the main antagonist of the fucking series. Uh... I can't, I don't know her name, but she was wearing like red leather or something like that. And it uh, got my, you know, eight year old sausage a little engorged. Um, V miniseries. Ooh, where's it streaming at? I, I, oh, if it's streaming somewhere, I might have to. I can rent it for $1.99 on YouTube. Well, that's not bad. Uh, I love that. Oh, it's on Prime Video. It's you can find it in several places. Um, Google Play, Vudu, Amazon. <laughs> Pictures of this shit, man. It is so fucking eighties. Like looking at the uh, uh for eighty three. Okay, when that originally came out, I would have been two. <laughs> but I feel like it was on for a few years. Um, but I guess I saw a lot of repeats, so I would have been real fucking young whenever that originally came out. Uh, let's see if I can find the uh, IMDb of the shit. Oh, Diana, that was the name of the big baddie. She was the big bad alien. Um, I gotta look at these. Oh, the the effects of this are so great. You know, the lizards do look pretty good. Do look pretty good. I gotta say, is a 40-year-old guy, though. I'm not getting any erection looking at these people in this. It just looks so 80s with all the fucking hair. I guess... Oh, that's not leather that they're wearing. It was just some kind of, like, uh... <laughs> it's very much like, a I don't know, a Devo costume or something that's going on. It's a very much a jumpsuit you would see in, like, the 70s and 80s when they would have people from the future. Like, this is what they would wear. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all these photos for the uh, for the miniseries here I mean it's very much glamour shots like I feel like they're probably putting uh, Vaseline around the, the lens in that glow and there's they're using a lot more than just the travel hairspray they're using like fucking five bottles of Aguanet per actor here that is that is a lot of Aguanet man that is that's some serious shit. That is a major fire hazard. They probably had to have uh, a lot of firefighters on set at all times in case somebody were to smoke on set, which smoking then was a big deal. It happened a lot. So there was probably a lot of people that were burnt due to hairspray and cigarettes uh, during the filming of V, the <laughs> miniseries. I'm just going to say. And, and side note, looking at it, the... Uh, uh, Looking back, and I'm like, I don't know why I would have gone for the uh, the big baddie because the female uh, protagonist, I guess she was a uh, I can't remember her name, top of my head, but she's she's the more attractive one. She looks all sweet and innocent. I don't know what as a child, I guess I just wanted the bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that says about myself or anything. But there's some man the. The look, the sunglasses and shit that the aliens are wearing, like Diana's got here, is just fucking great. It's like, uh, just oh, Robert England's wearing it too. I love having Robert England in there. It just the 
the times, man. The glasses just look so bad. So bad. They almost went with, like, tried to go with, like, a Star Trek, but then have the people with lizards underneath. I'm not sure exactly what they were going with. Actually, it also looks like their uniforms, if you ever played laser tag in, like, the 80s, it was, like, the same outfit. They had these red jumpsuits you would wear for laser tags. And uh, it's very similar. Very, very similar to that. Um, I am, man, I haven't seen this shit in like 15, 20 years, maybe more. I'm wondering how bad it is. I loved it as a child, though. Fucking loved it. Oh, man, there's all kind. Of, you can get like toys with like the, uh, the, the lizard. Or at least there was somebody that made a toy, I guess, where it was like the lizard with the human face stuff coming off. I saw saw somewhere an action figure, I thought, with that. Maybe it... Oh, that's not an action figure, I guess. I'm sure somebody's made one. Oh, there they are, eating the mice. Eating the mice. There's so many pictures of these aliens, like, busting out of the skin. And... I don't know, these faces... I mean, they're... It's not too bad of effects. Like, not too terrible. Like, I don't think it would take me out of it, like, how bad it is. But it was a classic show, man. I was a, I was a big fan. And uh, apparently you can still get the costume. Oh, there's some sweet T-shirts you can get with uh, the propaganda from the movie, or the miniseries, rather. What is this on? Redbubble. Come. The future together. I love it. You got the alien in the red jumpsuit with uh, human kids. Just like the future together. I want to get this. Holy shit. It's $22. That's not bad. That's not bad. Ooh, I can get it. Oh, I can get a Raglan for 27 I love me some Raglans. Raglans are good stuff. But I can only really wear that when it's cold. There's a... How's that in a long t-shirt, but... How's that different than the classic? I guess, oh, the, well, I don't want to, well, why can't I just get the regular t-shirt and have it in black? Why do I have to have, classic's cheaper anyway. But <laughs> There's some weird shit going on here. Oh, you can get a couple, man, they got some good ones. They got Camp Crystal Lake shirts on here. I'm a fan of the t-shirts, you know, the good stuff. Oh, there's another, our friend's V-mini series where he's like the, Alien with two old people. That's good stuff. There's there's quite a few of them, man. I'm surprised. There's a you can get one with Diana. Friendship is universal. <laughs> it's got those awful sunglasses. There's a it's a good uh, red bubble. I don't know uh, how good they are uh, review wise. Oh, they got masks too. What kind of masks? Oh, the masks for like going outside <laughs> i was thinking i still have it in my head when i when i hear mask i'm thinking like a freddy Krueger mask you know like a full-on like latex mask uh damn, damn i i gotta stop looking at shit like this because i am so broke with the whole uh penthouse thing and uh i find myself just constantly like finding other things i have to buy and then i was like i don't i don't have the money to just like drop that on a t-shirt like that's just kind of not a great idea i already had to buy a new gps watch cuz uh the uh buttons stopped working on mine and for whatever reason koros doesn't like to make a watch where you can easily open it and I cannot figure out how to open it. I'm pretty sure I know what the was wrong with the inside of the button. I just don't know how to open this watch without breaking the damn thing. And because uh, I watched videos on how to fix it and how grime gets stuck in between the connectors and stuff and how you can uh, you can fix the button. But I can't open the damn watch. <laughs> and the only way I know how to do it is to break it open. And... Uh, I'm going to completely fuck it. At least right now it tells time. I can tell time. I just can't hit start on things so I can start a workout <laughs> and all that good stuff. Which is annoying because uh, it does no good on a run. I mean, it, it can tell me how many calories I burned out throughout the day. 
and that my heart rate was up a little bit and stuff, but no. So I had to drop some uh, money on the credit card and get me a GPS watch. I got another Koros Pace because I do like the watch. Just unfortunately, the fucking button doesn't work. And uh, hopefully the next one <laughs> will work a little bit better. I think this uh, the this is the second one. This the one I have is the Coral Space original. Like it, it was a brand new company when I got it, and they uh, they their big selling point is battery life. Which when I initially got it, man, the battery on that thing would last for fucking ever. For like I would go weeks sometimes without charging the damn thing. It doesn't work that good now, mainly because I think I wear it all the time, but. Uh, it, I mean, it. The GPS works great on it. I never had much trouble getting it to link up with the satellite, figure out where I'm at. And the Garmin I had before that was it was a real issue. When I finally stopped using it, it of course it was refurbished when I got it. It wasn't like a brand new watch, and it was a massive thing. This thing, these Coro Space watches are super light, and they're comfortable to wear. Unless you're, of course. I wouldn't sleep with it. I did <laughs> sleep with it for quite a while. That started hurting my wrist. I stopped wearing them to sleep. And, uh, like, I don't give a shit. I, I can pretty much tell you how well I slept. I don't need a watch to tell me, like, how many hours of REM sleep I got. Which I I guess they're only basing that off of your heart rate. M- is my guess. I don't really... Other than that, I don't know. Is there, like, a watch gnome that comes out at night and, like, monitors your sleep? Are they, like, checking for rapid eye movement? <laughs> Are they, like, just as soon as, like, they know your heart rate goes down to your resting heart rate, like a gnome just comes right out of the watch and, like, just monitors you, like, hooks up, you know, all the electrodes and all that stuff to you to monitor everything. Uh, maybe keeps a mirror under your nose. Make sure you're still breathing. Maybe it doesn't come out, though, if I don't wear it. And then, shit, man, that could save me. I live by myself, you know. There's not going to be anybody there to... <laughs> if uh, I get bit by a brown recluse or something, and the next thing, you know, I go into cardiac arrest. And so maybe I should wear the watch so the watch gnome will come out and uh, give me a give me a hand there. <laughs> Uh, watch gnomes. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe there is a watch gnome. Man, why why won't he fix the button? You know, I'm not going to keep using you if you don't. Of course, maybe he's just pissed off because I don't wear it while I'm sleeping. And uh, maybe that's why we're uh, breaking up now. Coro Space Watch Gnome. You let me down, man. You let me down. After I already got to cheat, you know, let you down. I'm not letting you sleep with me anymore, Watch Gnome. You don't cuddle like John Stamos does. And I love the way John Stamos cuddles. The way him and Bob Saget caressed each other in bed. It's fucking hot. It's fucking real hot. Really, really fucking hot. Uncle Jesse stroking through Danny's hair. So good. So good. Ugh. If you want to go back and listen to stuff about Norm Macdonald, like Bob Saget has some good stuff to say about him. And stuff. Bob Saget was doing a bod- podcast, a Bobcast, <laughs> I guess for quite a while, at least during the pandemic days. And uh, I believe on there is one of the places where I heard him talk about Norm. And uh, that uh, shit, I'm there for you or something like that is called is there for you or or something along that lines I'm not sure what his podcast is but if you look up Bob 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 Saget podcast I'm sure you'll find it and he's been on countless people's podcast I'm a big fan of WTF with Mark Marin, and uh, he was on there years ago I'm looking forward to hearing that one again I know I heard it when he originally put it out but it's been years and uh, Marin's Marin's good he's he's the king podcasters especially when it comes to comedy because uh, you learn all about the history of comedy listening to WTF I mean he's had all the fucking legends on there and uh, you get into the history of the comedy store and 
all the good stuff. And he has people that are not comics go on. He had uh, President Obama in there at one point in his garage. The Cat Ranch. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, they just re-released that WTF this week. And, uh, I should be listening to that one here soon. And, uh, fuck, man. I think most uh, people that were noteworthy in the podcasting industry, which, you know, there's fucking millions of people, I think, podcasting at this point, including myself. Uh, I did not get Bob Saget on (laughs) at any point, unfortunately. Um, but there's a lot of people that, uh, he did join in on their show and he was quite the guest. If you, you know, always entertaining to listen to. And, uh, I, I guess that's about all I've got here as, uh, I think maybe this cold is going away. Maybe I just needed a podcast for an hour and I maybe could have gotten by without cutting out my run today. But, uh, eh, it's already like six o'clock. It's dark out. I don't think I'm going to push out eight miles. <laughs> I'll just run tomorrow. I'll be good for a marathon in April. Sure. All right. Well, <laughs> as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.